What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, October 14th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Cameron Hawkins from Dual Shockers. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. It's going to be a Kingdom Hearts takeover. You know I noticed what I'm this. I noticed the Kingdom Hearts. At first, I thought it was a soccer jersey. Yeah. In fact, no, Kingdom Hearts, yep. you huge dork. Yes, I am. Shout out to my Keyblade boys. Here, oh, God, what the Keyblade boys. Yeah, I know, Kevin. Is that a game we have to worry about? I don't understand. Cameron, if people don't know you, yeah, who are you? Uh, so I'm Cameron Hawkins. I uh, write, I'm a staff writer for uh, DualShockers.com, um, and I... I participated in the PAX tournament, and I you won it. See, I won. You are <laughs> the second ever Perry yep. Schneider Inner Website Champion. Yep, yep. Played two games that I never. Well, I played Overcooked, but I never even heard of um, the Chicken Horse game. I was like, Oh, Ultimate Chicken Horse. Yeah, Ultimate Chicken yeah, Horse. I was yeah. like, yeah. I don't know what this is. You did it though. You brought, <laughs> you brought home the gold <laughs> slash silver, whatever you, whatever color the cup is. Yeah, it's fun. The same something is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you write for Dual Shockers? Is that your mm -hmm. full time job? Uh, no, it's a part-time job. Yeah. I work full-time uh, doing a different stuff, uh, you know, just to pay the bills and everything. Just to pay the bills, yeah. yeah. So is the dream to do it full-time? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. How long have you been at it? Uh, started in, like, late March, early April. So, really? That's yeah. short? Yeah, it's Look been that short. Yep. Is this something you've always wanted to do? Um, I've Like, uh, originally I was a... Uh, my entire life, basically leading up uh, from middle school forward, I was planning on being a musician, a music okay. educator. But, yeah. Uh, my first semester, I was just like, no. I'm I not hate kids. I, no, it wasn't even that. I was just oh, like, I hate I, music. No, it wasn't that. It was, it's like, <laughs> there was so much of a, you just have to have the patience. And I just mm. didn't think I had that level of patience. Yeah. And I've always been a fan of film and games, like, equally as much. Um, and so I was just uh, decided that I wanted to do journalism and, like, see where, where it would take me. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm very lucky. Uh, my editor-in-chief, Luke Intaldi, just, like, gave me uh you know, give me a shot. You know, yeah. he was just like, I was just like pitching to different places. And then he uh, uh, called me and was just like, uh, do you want to work? Like, do you want to write for us? I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm very thankful. What drew you to it? Um, I just love talking about games. I like, <laughs> I like, I, I do. I really like talking in general. And yeah. then I love talking about games uh, and my, just expressing my opinions. So, um, you know, get paid for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, Cameron, boy, howdy, do we have a lot to talk about today? We so do. let's get <laughs> we really started. Do. We're going to talk about Blizzard finally responding to the Blitz Chunk situation, Riot responding to everyone in a question no one asked, and Fortnite dying because this. It's kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then... Tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you this weekend. Kind of funny is going to Toronto. Uh, me, Nick, and Andy are doing EGLX Saturday and Sunday. You can get the rundown on kindoffunny.com slash events, but it looks like this. Saturday, 12.30 p.m., autograph session. Saturday, 7.30 p.m., Smash Brothers, Royal Rumble on the main stage for a similar uh, crappy cup we bought off Amazon. Uh, Sunday, 11 a.m., the Kind of Funny panel on the main stage. Come hang out with me, Nick, and I guess Andy, you can't get away from him. <laughs> also worth pointing out, Extra Life is closing in quicker than ever. Uh, Saturday, November 2nd, we will be doing, once again, 24 hours of gaming and hanging out for charity. What was that, Kevin? Oh, I'm just tired. But you've seen, <laughs> I just watched the 2017 documentary in it. You were very happy, and you talked about how much you like hanging out there for 24 hours. Yeah, not anymore. 
Not anymore. That's done. We broke. We broke that in three years. <laughs> Sucks, man. Uh, join us now. You can join the team, kindoffunny.com slash extra life, or you can watch, of course, on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames on the day, Saturday, November 2nd. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Brooklyn, Manscaped, and Escape the Invasion, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I think it's just, yeah, three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Now, that sounds very li- li- low on things to talk about, but I assure you, you will be strapped in for the next 40 minutes. Right, Cameron? Oh, yeah. You, you've, been, you've been paying attention to the whole uh, blizzard, blitz chunk, and everything else? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, man. yesterday, or no, I shouldn't say that, last week, of course, all we did was talk about it here on Kind of Funny Games Daily, giving you daily updates on what was happening. Uh, however, notably absent from the conversation the entire week was Blizzard itself. Yep. So imagine everyone's surprise when they dumped out a giant uh, statement, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. On, on Friday. Friday, yeah. Where you put all the news you want to die, but of course, we refuse to let anything die here. Uh, the statement, of course, is from Jay Allen Brack over at Blizzard, and it reads like this. At Blizzard, our vision is to bring the world together through epic entertainment, and we have core values that apply here. Think globally, lead responsibly, and importantly, every voice matters, encouraging everybody to share their point of view. The actions that we took over the weekend are causing people to question if we are still committed to these values. We absolutely are, and I will explain. Our esports programs are an expression of our vision and our values. Esports exists to create opportunities for players from around the world, from different cultures, and from different backgrounds to come together to compete and share their passion for gaming. It is extremely important to us to protect these channels and the purpose they serve, to bring the world together through epic entertainment, celebrate our players, and build diverse and inclusive communities. As to how those values, uh, how those values apply in this case, first, our official esports tournament broadcast was used as a platform for a winner of this event to share his view with the world. We interview competitors who are at the top of their craft to share how they feel. We want to experience that moment with them, hearing their excitement is a powerful way to bring us together. Over the weekend, Blitz Chung used his segment to make a statement about the situation in Hong Kong in violation of rules he acknowledged and understood, and this is why we took action. Every voice matters, and we strongly encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves. However, the official broadcast needs to be about the tournament and to be a place where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channels focused on the game. Second, what is the role of shoutcasters for these broadcasts? We hire shoutcasters to amplify the excitement of the game. They elevate the watchability and help the esports viewing experience stay focused on the tournament and our amazing players. Third, were our actions based on the content of the message. Part of thinking globally, leading responsibly, and every voice matters is recognizing that we have players and fans in almost every country in the world. Our goal is to help players connect in areas of commonality, like their passion for our games, and create a sense of shared community. The specific views expressed by Blitz Chung were not a factor in the decision we made. I want to be clear. Our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. We have these rules to keep the focus on the game and on the tournament to the benefit of the global audience, and that was the only consideration in the actions we took. If this had been the opposing viewpoint, delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way, we would have felt and acted the same. Okay, what could Blizzard have done better, and where do we go from here? Over the past few days, many players, casters, esports fans, and employees have expressed concern about how we determine the penalties. We've had a chance to pause, to listen to our community, and to reflect on what we could have done better. 
In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate and we reacted too quickly. We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all our players and that our rules and processes are clear. All of this is in service of another important Blizzard value. Play nice, play fair. In the tournament itself, uh, Blitzchung played fair. We now believe he should receive his prizing. We understand for some that this is not about the prize, and perhaps for others it is disrespectful to even discuss it. That is not our intention. But playing fair also includes appropriate pre- and post-match conduct, especially when a player accepts recognition for winning on a bro- in a broadcast. Uh, we, when we think about the suspension, six months for Blitzchung is more appropriate, after what time he can compete in the Hearthstone Pro Circuit again if he, if he so chooses. There is a consequence for taking uh, the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast. With regards to the casters, remember their purpose is to keep the event focused on the tournament. That didn't happen here, and we are setting their suspension to six months as well. Moving forward, we will continue to apply tournament rules to ensure our official broadcasts remain focused on the game and are not a platform for divisive, social, or political views. Uh, One of our goals at Blizzard is to make sure that every player everywhere in the world, regardless of political views, religious beliefs, race, gender, or any other consideration, always feels safe and welcome, both competing in and playing our games. At Blizzard, we are always listening and finding ways to improve. It is part of our culture. Thank you for your patience with us as we continue to learn. Cameron, I just talked a long time. Yeah. What was your initial reaction as this all happened? So... When I read this uh, originally on Friday, I actually like just laughed. I-, I laughed because I think that I, it was just so silly to me in the response in uh certain like certain aspects that like first and foremost that Blizzard is an American company, and if you ha- if you're an American company, I think that your values should implement. Um, American American values, American so, ideals, yeah, yeah America ideals like free speech, things like that, and. It makes me think, like, what if this was some, a boycott or something that happened at an event that wasn't in China? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because, like, when they said that that was not, uh, you know, be, our relationship with China has no influence, like, you know, we, you, like, we can't prove that to be true or, or false, but, like, who's going to actually believe that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's such, there's such a big market there that it, it's just really hard to, to believe something in that, in that regard. And that the um if it was the opposite way around where it was like a pro government uh boycott that they would still have t- took an action or like it, it it i don't it's not a direct comparison but like um the lead actress for the Mulan remake yeah. she was uh she supported the government in the uh in this whole situation like earlier this year Disney didn't say anything like and you know, and I feel like if that was the case, it would have been the same case with Blizzard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's and and um, the main thing that really was confusing to me is the whole uh, everything with the commentators still being right. Because what did you expect them to do in that situation? The commentators thing is still something I'm I don't understand where the Blizzard uh, suspension is coming from. Because as we talked about all last week, right? They kick it over to Blitzchung. They see what's happening. They put their heads down. Yeah. I've seen once in your wrong, an unsighted your wrong, mm-hmm. that said, at the, the before they kick it over to Blitzchung, they say, okay, say the whatever the six words or four words you're going to say, mm-hmm. 
I've seen that reported nowhere else. I'm not saying it's not true, but I, uh, if that's the case, then mm. I guess it shows that they premeditatively understood what was about to happen. But I've seen that cited nowhere, mentioned in no articles. If somebody can cite it for me and give me an article, yeah, about no, it, be, that would give more context and clarity to what exactly is going on. Yeah, that would be definitely be interesting. But like, if even if it wasn't, even if they didn't know it was like exactly a protest, you know, uh, against the Chinese government, it was like, what did you expect them to? do in that situation because like that doesn't happen like yeah. you know so and like i get that the professional commentators that were like hired by blizzard or whatever it may be but like that was if that was me i probably would have had a similar reaction and after they that happens they kind of speak to them uh, to each other and i mean i don't know what they say but exactly. then, then they awkwardly like clap they're like okay you know let's move on i guess so it was really weird to me that i that they're being punished for something that like they as a as a right now that we think that they didn't expect so i don't know that's that's really weird to me still yeah uh overall and i'd like to think that on this show and on kind of funny content in general right that i i try to be as middle of the road mm -hmm. even keels i can be mm -hmm. right as we take it in and weigh it and stuff like having read this on at 5 30 on friday when it dropped and then having a weekend to sit here and process it and read it once more on this thing this statement is bullshit. Yeah. The, Blizzard should be fucking embarrassed yeah. with themselves. Like, I can't believe, again, this is what they're hanging their hat on. Mm -hmm. They had one entire week to come up with something, and this is what they come up with. Yeah. This contradictory statement yeah. that reads almost bipolar as you go through, or multiple personalities, or like, who are we talking? Like, they start here with it, you know what I mean? Like... Our vision is to bring the world together through epic energy. We have core values that apply here. Think globally, lead responsibly, and importantly, every voice matters. Unless it's inconvenient. Encouraging everybody to share their point of view. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, no, at the end, we're p penalizing him yeah. for sharing his point of view. It, yeah, just because it's an inconvenience to them. It's... And we're not a platform for divisive social or political views. And I think it might have been Jeff Grubb who I retweeted, but somebody on Twitter put it out yet. Yeah. Or no, it was um from IGN. Crap, sorry. I want maybe John John Ryan, maybe somebody else. I ran, but it was an IGNer who was like, uh, the yes, the uh, divisive social or political view of freedom is good. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you trying to say here? <laughs> Like, and, and it's just so, it's just, as Gary, if Gary was here, he'd be talking about how it's word salad. It's just talking yeah. for talking's sake. And like, I, I just want to know, like, the number of lawyers and, like, PR people that uh, Blizzard have read th through this and thought, yeah, this is good. Like, <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it's what we've talked about all last week, as there's obviously, it's coming down from on high of what you need to do here. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely being, all right, cool, we have to say something. It's not going to be well received. How do we go through this? What yeah. do we do with it? Like, How do you make it work? In a sense, I would have, like, in a sense, I would have been better with them just being like, hey, we hear your criticisms, things like that. We're sticking with w what we said because that's, you know, that's just who we are, like, in a, in a sense. But, like, this is just, like, this is embarrassing. Like, I don't, I don't know what we can, it's just, I, I, I am curious as to, like, since with um, Blizzard currently, like they recently got a new president uh, mm -hmm. with Alan Black and, you know, them being owned by Activision now, it, like from what I've seen and like from players that are like uh, friends I have that are like WoW players and things like that, they feel like that Blizzard's quality in, in general as a company has declined throughout the years yeah. since Activision's uh, purchased. Well, they merged, right? Or they it's merged together. Purchase. Yeah, it's Blizzard uh, and Activision. Like, so yeah. I don't know because... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the act, uh, the Blizzard previous president, he like stepped down because he didn't really like what Activision wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that now that they got um, this guy in charge, they can more um, 
handle the reins yeah. as to what they do as a company. So that's a little worrisome, too. I'm not sure, though. So to go back to the commentator stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Nanobiologist r- links me to a Reddit post, right? Okay. Uh, but again, and now this is, the n- this is the comment that's up here, right? It's somebody going, I completely understand that emotions are running high. No, that's not it. Oh, here it is. Sorry. There's a quick translation on this one, right? This is just a person out here whose name is ESL Sucks. <laughs> and they've been v- voted a lot here. But the quick translation it says here is casters. Okay. So if you just say the eight words, we'll stop here. Enough chit-chatting for now. Don't forget to put your head down. Giggles. And then Blitz Chung. Restore Hong Chung. Or then that's even a different thing than what it is, depending on where. But the one here is ho- Restore Hong Kong. Time for a revolution. Casters. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's enough. Which isn't the translation we're getting everywhere else. And as Matt the Wob points out, and you're wrong, according to PC Gamer, this is what the virtual, this is what the virtual, the caster, had to say about it. Quote: The director only told me I have I have an interview. The 26 year old Taiwanese caster said he didn't talk about how he didn't talk about how he's wearing a mask. So when the interview started, I wasn't sure what the situation was. Mm-hmm. So I thought Chung would only say what he just what he wanted to say, which again is what we've been reading. I yeah. still haven't outside of that one Reddit comment. Uh, now, granted, there's a translation issue here, which is yeah. making it even harder to figure out exactly what happened. I haven't seen why they're being penalized for it, but yeah, it's it's really it's a really complicated situation, and we're still in the middle of it. We aren't getting on a story <laughs> one for quite some time. Blitz Chung then put out a response on Twitter. It is also lengthy. I will read it in full. Thank you for your attention in the past one week. This is a personal statement and my view on Blizzard's latest decision. First of all, I'm grateful for Blizzard reconsidering their position about my ban. Earlier this week, I told media that I might I'm sorry, I told media that I knew I might have penalty or consequence for my act because I understand that my act could take the conversation away from the purpose of the event. In the future, I will be more careful on that and express my opinions or show my support to Hong Kong on my personal platforms. Many people has been asking, and I'm just going to read this in full, as, in, you know, as it's, has been asking me if I accept the latest decision of Blizzard. I will discuss that on two parts. Tournament prizing and suspension. For tournament prizing, I quoted what Blizzard said on the official website. They mentioned that I played fair in the tournament, and they believe I should receive my prizing. This is the part I really appreciate. Blizzard also said they understand for some this is not about the prize, but perhaps for others it is disrespectful to even discuss it. People from Blizzard had explained this to me, uh, had explained this to me through a phone call, and I really appreciate that, and I accept their decision on this part. For this, for a second part about my suspension, Blizzard had changed their suspension on me from a year to six months. Once again, I appreciate for their reconsideration on this. To be honest, I think six months is still quite a lot of time, is still quite a lot to me. But I also being told that I can continue to compete in the Hearthstone Pro Circuit, which they mean the Grandmaster Tournament. I appreciate for this decision they made because Grandmaster is currently the highest level tournament in competitive Hearthstone. However, I wish Blizzard can reconsider about their penalty on the two casters involved. Lastly, many people want to know if I would be competing in Hearthstone in the future. Honestly, I have no idea on that yet. Since my next tournament is very likely to be the Grandmaster tournament of next season, it's it's probably at least a few months from now on. I will take this time to relax myself to decide if I am staying in competitive Hearthstone scene or not. Hearthstone changed the way I live. I really love this community. Blessing to all the players out there and blessing to Blizzard. As usual, Blitzchung on this one, I feel taking the high road on all this. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I appreciate, of course, understanding as he disagrees but still paying it for, or not pay, uh, paying tribute to Blizzard of like, I understand, like, yeah. this is the biggest thing about it. Yeah, I mean, and like, there's not much that he can do outside of that as of right now. I, I you know, I feel like that there's not 
much more that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, like he's taking he's taking what he can get, and he's you know thinking about how he's going to move forward, and hopefully he continues um, to play um, because you know if he loves the game, he loves the game. So. Um, I have it both ways. Where I hope, I hope he walks. I hope he finds <laughs> another game to be an esport. Yeah, but I understand oh, yeah, how tough can, that is. If you can find another game that's not Blizzard, then yeah, you know. That. Yeah, but why? then also, I hope he comes back and cleans house next year and wins again. Yeah, and yeah. Wears a Hong Kong shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it, and it kind of sucks. Though, it's like that. It kind of feels like that he kind of has to play in the palm of their hands now. Still, like yeah. he he's, he says like, oh, I disagree, but also like you know, don't exile me because of my uh, beliefs and stuff like that. So he you know. Just showing his support on his uh, personal platforms now. Uh, we have a You're Wrong from Imran Khan, the former informer and co-host of this show. Uh, it's clarifying some stuff you were talking about when you were talking about the previous guy. Okay. Uh, Mike Morhami, I'm, yeah. pr- I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, was a previous Blizzard president and left because he retired. He oh, okay. hasn't indicated that he had problems with Activision. Oh, okay. Activision as a whole has no oversight over Blizzard. Oh. The corporate entity is Activision Blizzard. The cool. Immersion. And then Jay Allen, uh, Jay Allen Brack has also been at Blizzard since 1999, yeah. so he isn't exactly new to the company. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, on top of all that, Riot put out a statement while we were live on Friday that was uh, not about them. <laughs> Friday, we talked about how there was a rumor that Riot people couldn't say Hong Kong on the air. Mm. They were like, that's not that's not true. We did a bad job <laughs> phrasing it. We're sorry. However, then John Needham, global head of League of Legends Esports, put out this statement. As we near this weekend's League of Legends World Championship group stage, I want to take a moment to speak clearly about how we approach sensitive topics on Riot's broadcasts. As a general rule, we want to keep our broadcast focused on the game, the sport, and the players. We serve fans from many different countries and cultures, and we believe this opportunity comes with a responsibility to keep personal views on sensitive issues, parentheses, political, religious, or otherwise, separate. These topics are often incredibly nuanced, require deep understanding and a willingness to listen, and cannot be fairly represented in the forum of our uh, it cannot be fairly represented in the forum our broadcast provides. Therefore, we have, remain, we have reminded our casters and pro players to refrain from discussing any of these topics on air. Our decision also reflects that we have Riot employees and fans in regions where there has been, parentheses, or there is a risk of, political and or social unrest, including places like Hong Kong. We believe we have a responsibility to do our best to ensure that statements or actions on our official platforms, intended or not, do not escalate potentially sensitive situations. We'll always strive to deliver a great competitive experience for players and fans. It may be it may be idealistic, but we hope that League of Legends can be a positive p- force uh, that brings people together, no matter where they are in the world, even if it's just one game at a time on Summoner's Rift. Johnny Lambeau. What's your response to this one? So this kind of like makes me f- think of like the whole cross-play PS4 thing, where it's like, but what about the kids and all that stuff? Yeah. Where... It's, it's just like they just don't want to have this, you know, they don't want to potentially make this an issue on them and have them be put into Blizzard's position. So they're just deciding to just get it out of the way beforehand, which still looks bad on them. Yeah. But it like it stops, you know, potential situation where someone tries to do something like what Blitzchung did um, on their platform. Yeah. Which you know, again, it's 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 weird to me. It's silly to me. Um, but you know, 
that's their decision. Alex Russ Zero Syndicate writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, in more news on the controversy regarding the Blizzard bans, Riot came out in front of their event last weekend requesting players and casters to refrain from sensitive topics. I have mixed feelings about this, but at least Riot established up front their expectations on their production. Blizzard always had the ruling to not say things that could harm people and how could prevent Blitzchung from taking the opportunity that he did. It's truly been the mishandling of the situation for Blizzard. Is this really ideal to control the tone and message of your production or event? Both Riot and Blizzard continue to say, focus on the game, nothing more. But what about the players outside of the game that th could thus affect the game we see? Considering Riot is fully owned by Tencent, there could be... There could be some, could there be more conflict? There could be a conflict of interest here is what he's trying to say. Meanwhile, Tencent has 40% ownership in Epic Games, and Twim Tim Sweeney could still come out and not con condemn statements like the ones Blitzchung has made. <coughs> Excuse me. So, where do you fall on this? Again, it's messaging ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of sensitive topics, and mm -hmm. don't come out and say this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's such a fucking ball of wax. Yeah. It's such a tangle of wires on how to unpack any mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, it's just like, if the, the business decides to do that, that's their, that's their decision. And while I personally, like, don't agree with it, it's, it, it, it's, it's something that, like, again, just trying to get the, like, the potential, like, problems that Blizzard just d dealt with out of the way. So, like, if it happens to them, they don't have to, like, it won't be blown up yeah. um, like Blizzard because they're, like, kind of, they kind of hypocrisize themselves. Um, but, I, it, like, it is interesting, like, if, you know, if Tencent did own the majority of Epic Games, would it be the same stance as Riot? You know what I mean? So, that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now about it. Yeah. What are your the thoughts? The whole thing, well, I, I mean, I'm just disappointed. The whole thing yeah. is so disappointing. Oh, for this sure. Is, I mean, I think since this, we started this conversation last week, right, mm -hmm. on this thing, it's just been a kick in the teeth of yeah. where we're at and to see these companies couch out of this and mm -hmm. do this and worry about this on such a level. And yeah. I get it. Like, I I do understand part of me, right? Uh, part of me gets this entire situation. Yeah. Again, like we talked about in the very beginning of this thing mm -hmm. of... If you were to allow this, then when somebody does step up and they are a white supremacist and they win the yeah. tournament and they say something like that, yeah, legally, what's the line? Why well, I didn't cross it? You're gonna let Blitzchunk say, well, and it's like, obviously, it's the back to what we're talking about, where Blitzchunk's fighting for freedom, right? He's yeah, saying, he's talking about like, hey, like, let's not let this other country come in and rule our country. Let's not let people be extradited against their will. Free the protesters who are out there fighting for a better Hong Kong. Yeah, I get all that, and I and he's talking about obviously the atrocities of China. I get all that, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, I feel like for Blizzard, they fucked this up beyond belief, beyond recognition, and there's no easy way out of it. There's no solution to yeah. this. It literally would have had to have been, the, they, if they wouldn't have tried sand affected, if they would have come out and been like, cool, hey, this technically violates the policy. We're going to dock you this much money. We're going to do this whole thing. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. That would have spread around at least internally enough of like, okay, cool. We understand that there's a thing here. Rather than blow it up to this stage where everybody is, where everybody's looking, where everybody wants to see it, where no matter what statement they put out on Friday, which, of yeah. course, they shouldn't have put out on Friday. They should have put out way earlier. They should yeah. have had an ongoing conversation with everybody. Mm -hmm. They should have had a fucking live stream town hall about this. Uh, to come out on Friday with this tone deaf statement, yeah. this, uh, we're going to contradict ourselves in the statement. Like, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. And then, So then it gets back to what the fuck's going to happen to BlizzCon in two weeks? When when we get to BlizzCon, like, what the fuck is going to happen? There, I don't know. I think there's like, 
I think there, like, I mean, there's definitely going to be like protests there for sure. Like people are going to uh, be up in riots about it outside of, uh, you know, yeah, uh, the venue. But I think that there, yeah, I just think that uh, until they completely like reverse this, then a lot of people are going to see like Blizzard, like this giant stain on Blizzard as a company until they decide like, hey, just like you know, because like it's like how often. Again, like, how often is this ever going to happen where someone's, like, going to use that platform to bring up a political thing or yeah. a religious thing? It's like, it doesn't happen, like, you know, like, when's the last time that has happened? <laughs> I can't even tell you. Right. So, it's just, I think it's just, like, way too, like, it's way it's, too... It's too controlling. Yeah. That's the problem with this whole thing is that when it goes back to what we're talking about and what started the whole conversation in Bolo Axon, mm-hmm. it was this concern that it's China imposing their uh, authoritarian values on us, right? Or yeah. on, you know, the world, if yeah. you will. And so for it to be like exactly what you're talking about of like, are we really that concerned about it? Like, do we think every, like, on, this whole thing, again, is only going to make more people say it. It br- brought it all to me. I've done, I've read so much about all this shit now, yeah. right? Where now it's it fucking something I want to fight for and I want to do stuff for and I want to be a part of and yeah. I want to help, that wouldn't have happened two weeks ago because I wouldn't have understood what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. But it's had the exact opposite reaction here. So to your point, yeah, like, why not just back off this? Let alone the story we did on Friday about American University and these kids, right, yeah. who did the exact same thing and got no punishment. Yep, they were just, So, yeah. into their point of, like, they only care when China's watching. Ding, ding, ding. They yeah. only care when China's watching. And that's why even Riot putting out a statement, which, again, as you said... They're within their right to do. Yeah. It's a private competition. They're doing their thing. They're getting yep. out there. At least they are messaging ahead of like, okay, like, listen, we don't want to be in the same situation. This isn't what it is. But again, it gets so weird of yeah. if somebody, and based on even the riot statement now we're jumping from, right, where they're talking about uh, uh, political, religious, or otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. So if I won, if I won, I'm some riot guy playing League of Legends, and oh, man, I had a great middle lane, and I win the fucking thing, and I, go, I just want to thank God. Did mm-hmm. I just violate it? And would you go after me? Yeah. In the same way, if I was like, I just want I want to thank everybody who's fighting for freedom in Hong Kong. No, yeah. you wouldn't. You no. wouldn't go after them the same way. And it wouldn't be the biggest deal. So, like, no. again, stop trying to... They, they keep trying to make this giant smoke screen about it so they can worry about one issue. You're worried about one issue. And so you have to just I, let the chips where they may. But then, well, can we? Because we, if we have so much China influence and we're worried about it, like, going the way of the Houston Rockets and everybody removing all the stuff from the store, like... Yeah. Yeah, and it's just something that, like, we're just, it's just, we'll see what happens. Well, we have to wait till BlizzCon. That's, like, the next time I think the story's really going to be brought up. Um, You'd like to think so, but every goddamn game is daily we're talking about it. What other horror nightmare will happen in this week for this Oh, my gosh, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just, well, yeah, it's just, we'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see what happens. We will. Uh, Some your wrongs before we get out. Uh, Lord of Pwn corrected my pronunciation. It's Morheim. Rhymes with rhyme. Okay. So for the resident there, uh, nanobiology says BlizzCon is being held at the Anaheim Convention Center this year. Okay. I, I don't know if we said LA or something to that effect. Um, let's move on to gaming news in the gaming section of this gaming show. Number two, Fortnite is dead. Todd Spangler at Variety reports <laughs> on Sunday, Fortnite, the world's most, I'm sorry, the most popular game on earth right now without warning imploded into the darkness. It's not hundred percent. They kind of fucking warned us stuff was happening uh, around 2 PM Eastern on October 13th, a meteor in season 10 of Fortnite that had been biding its time set off a cataclysm cataclysmic chain reaction that sucked up everything on the Island and eventually wiped out the entire map. 
publisher Epic Games, exhibiting supreme marketing strangfoid, uh, left millions of play, uh, fans uh, wondering what the hell had just happened. Epic had told players that Sunday's Fortnite event was the end, and it made good on that promise, literally, uh, as far as Season 10, dubbed Out of Time, goes. Uh, the official Fortnite account on Twitter offered no explanation for the wipeout. Instead, it pinned a tweet showing a live video, uh, live video feed of the black hole accompanied by a Spacey Age soundtrack. All the account's previous posts on Twitter were deleted and its icons turned black. Cameron, did you watch this? I did. Well, I watched a video of it happening. Uh, I'm not really a Fortnite player. Yeah. Um, I don't have just time to play Battle Royale sure. games. Uh, but... I yeah I don't like Fortnite just because of the building aspect it mm, turns me off yeah, yeah. Um, from that but this is really cool this like, is insanely awesome yeah like a really cool marketing thing um, it's interesting to see what like it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see like what events going to happen to bring up the whatever the new map is yeah. potentially yeah, yeah, or yeah. Um, so because I know that Fortnite's kind of stand out by like. Instead of adding new maps, they make changes to the maps with the events mm -hmm. uh, to try and stand out from, you know, PUBG, Black Ops 4, uh, Apex Legends. But uh, this is really cool, even though, like, I literally have, like, no love for this game. Um, it's, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Like, you know, as someone who doesn't care about Fortnite, I want to know what happens next. Like, that's, yeah. that's exactly, I think they, they've there's done so exactly much what to, they're trying to do. There's so much to deconstruct here, mm -hmm. right, as you go. Because it is the idea of, I think a lot of people are in your camp. I don't play Fortnite. I don't care about Fortnite. I'm not paying attention, right? Uh, then there's people like me that are lapsed fans that come back mm -hmm. to it every so often. And there's obviously people who are playing it each and every day. I think, like, in general, the way they reinvent the map, the way they do events, the way they just do Batman tie-ins or whatever, yeah. it's so awesome to get you to turn it back on or pay attention or to get a headline, right? To be the world's biggest game, making so much goddamn money yeah. hand over fist, to turn it off, to like they aren't making, they haven't made any money on this game right since two p.m. yesterday Eastern time. Yeah, that's insane. It's, it's ballsy. still there, right? Like that's ridiculous. And it's Friday. We talk, you know, chapter two mm -hmm. is what's being teased. Kevin, I'm going to can uh, slack you right now uh, from the chat here or not the chat, I guess uh, from your wrong. It uh, looks like nanobiologist says there's a leaked. Yeah, there's a leaked trailer here. I'm going to send your way BKD. I'm working on it. Hold on. We can watch that together. But yeah, send control. yeah, I feel like um, that this they had to do something big enough to grab headlines to, to grab headlines to grab people that aren't players of the game yeah. to jump into the game and potentially fall in love with it and get new players and they're sacrificing that with turning off the game uh, it's really cool um like even though i don't i don't really play fortnite i'm definitely gonna when it comes back yeah i'm gonna jump in and and see what the difference is and dude that was my thing is like when it was the you know the uh, i've never participated in a fortnite live event like yeah when, neither they, when the map changes mm -hmm. it's always one of those things i'm usually out on a weekend and i see i'm like oh fuck i would have done that this was the uh, rare exception where I was at home reviewing something uh, redacted. And then I was like, oh, man, it's getting close to Fortnite time. Yeah. Hopped over with 10 minutes to 11, our time here, Pacific, and jumped in, and I couldn't log in. Like, the servers were just overloaded. I kept getting the fail feature on the PlayStation being like, sorry, mm -hmm. you, can't get it. you can't join Fortnite right, now, Fortnite right now. So I clicked over then and stopped what I was playing to watch uh, Sancho West and his team play through and uh -huh. do it. And just to watch that evolve and have their excitement as, like, everyday fans, my excitement as somebody who loves the industry and seeing different mm -hmm. things and how you're going to market your game in a different way in 2019. Yeah. And then, like, to see everything get sucked into the black hole and then just sit in the black hole to then jump to Twitter and see people who were even if they were, if you were on, like, the character selection 
select screen. If yours on the loading screen, mm-hmm. when this happened, the hole appeared and sucked everything in and tore yeah. it down the thing. And now yeah. that it is the world's biggest game, continues to just be the six million people watched it live. I believe is what the numbers were looking like online. Yeah, Kevin, you want to toss this up? Of course, if you're a video viewer, this is an audio viewer too. This is a spoiler for what might be happening. It looks like we have the leaked trailer here from YouTube. Is what's up right now. So yeah, it's the new ways to level up in it. That's interesting because, of course, before there was very specific ways. Let's say you're getting more different uh, badges there. You play and unlock. That's not new. <laughs> uh, of course, we already saw boats in the beginning. Oh, diving. Okay, maybe you can actually swim Dang. this time. 100 rewards. No idea, of course, as of now, I mean, us being live You can here. carry your like teammates or something? Yeah, that's what it looked that's, like there. All right. yeah, yeah. Fortnite Battle Pass available now. We'll see what happens and when that actually drops. Obviously imminent. I, don't, I wouldn't expect it. I would expect by Tuesday or yeah. on Tuesday, right? We'd be playing this problem. Yeah. Even though I guess I'm not sure as a just casual Fortnite fan when usually. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. The new seasons start. Kevin, do you remember? Because you used to play them. Was it, was it like Fridays or was it Thursdays, Tuesdays? When no, Kevin's just shrugging. If somebody <laughs> call a 17-year-old or no, 11-year-old. They'll know. We'll be able to do that. Uh, however... There's more Fortnite news in all of this. IGN's Matt Perslow has the following. Fortnite players believe they've cracked the code posed by the mysterious numbers displayed by the black hole. The hole and the numbers are now the only elements available following the destruction of the game's island map. In the hours since Fortnite's map exploded at the end of Season 10, the sole remaining aspect of the game, a black hole, has been displaying a series of numbers. Uh, that series has now begun to repeat itself, and fans on Reddit have determined that the full sequence is 11, 146, 15, 62, backslash, 87, 14, 106, 2, 100, uh, 150, slash, 69, uh, 146, 15, 36, slash, 2, 176, 8, 160, 65. But what do those numbers mean? The fan community have cross-referenced those numbers with the message provided by the, or in the visitor's audio logs, which players could discover in the final days of Season 10. By picking out words in the logs, for example, the 11th, the 146th, the 15th, and the 62nd word uh, for the first section of the code, players have put together a new clue that makes, at the very least, narrative sense. Quote, I was not alone. Others were outside the loop. This was not calculated. The nothing is now inevitable, uh, is the resulting cross-referencing uh, uh, the code is the result of cross-reference scope. This seems to be another message from the visitor, and while fun, offers next to no more context for the story itself. Uh, Nanobiologist says the Fortnite battle passes usually start on a Thursday. Uh, the nanobiologist actually writes in with a question, too. Look at that. Oh, hey, Mick. The place. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Nano says, hey, Greg and Mr. Champ. Yesterday, Fortnite blew up. My question, though, is, is this the greatest marketing tactic ever and one of the best ways to stand out from the rest of the Battle Royale slash shooter genres? Uh, Fortnite map updates are usually news. Yeah. And now that they've completely deleted the map in an in-game event, whatever comes next will be around the news cycle for a good while. Plus, not many other games make players so involved with their game events. Instead of a cutscene, like with Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, players actually were still playing the map when it got destroyed. How can other Battle Royales stand out in this way, too, when they just add new maps? Um, I mean, I think that's... I think it's already happened with Apex Legends. Like Apex, uh, Apex Legends kind of came out of nowhere and it, it blew up and there's still a lot of people that play that game uh, because they added like, you know, heroes and they add new heroes. So it's kind of like that mixture of like Overwatch and in a battle royale sense. And um, so, but like with just Fortnite, I think there's just more going for it as a product. Like it's more kid-friendly, 
Yeah. It's more uh, colorful. It's more, um, you know, attractable. That, um, and then having these events and things like that make it, make people come back who are like, oh, you know, I'm taking a break from Fortnite. And like, oh, there's an event. I'll come back. And like more reasons to uh, keep playing the game. Uh, because, you know, Apex Legends just got their, like, second map, and it's only been out for six months now. Uh, it's been out for six months. So I think it, it's just, like, there's just a taste that everyone has. Like, for me, like, my go-to Battle Royale is PUBG because I like the tactical... You like the like, realism I like, of it? Yeah, I like the realism yeah. of it. I like how, like, it's super quiet, and then you'll just hear the pop shots, like, in the distance, and you're just like, you know. Um, and then Fortnite, again, it's just way more approachable in a, for a bigger audience. Yeah. And then... Apex, I would say, is like more like skill based with with involving the skills and things like that. Um, to work at, but to work as a team as well is really cool. So the problem with comparing Fortnite to anybody else in the battle royale genre is that you can't. The fact is, the game is too big. It is too mm -hmm. popular. It is too insane. The amount of success they found with it. So no, PUBG couldn't do something like no. this. It wouldn't get as big like this. This is being reported on mainstream websites and mm -hmm. news outlets, right? Yeah. It was a big thing of yesterday of people sharing videos of their kids crying, like in tears because Fortnite's down or not working or gone or it's the end, right? Kids yeah. can't process that it's just a marketing yeah. ploy. Like, it, is it the greatest marketing tactic ever in Animalogist? Quite possibly. It's hard to, it, it's hard it, right now in the moment to yeah. compare it to the other greats, but like for sure to be at the top of your fucking game it's, and be like, guess yeah. what, everybody? We're offline. And we're not saying anything about it. Yep. No one knows what's happening. No one's why it's happening. This is just how it is. That's fucked up. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. But Jesus, like, I don't, like, that's something, that's, you have balls. <laughs> they have, like, so many, they have so, the biggest balls over there to do this. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay, cool. We're not going to make X, millions of dollars, probably, for the next 48, 72 hours. Like, who knows how long. But they know they're going to come back better than ever. And it's, so. going, and it's, like, exactly what you're saying, where... Again, I'm a lapsed Fortnite player, right? I pop in. I'm for sure popping back in on day one. Yeah, same see what here. It is. And especially if it's got like a whole bunch of new ways to level up and carrying people and mm -hmm. all these different tactics. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Captain Mark says, supposedly Fortnite will be issuing copyright strikes to anyone who shows that leaked trailer. So everybody strap in. Oh. That'll be fun for kind of funny. We can have Cool Greg edit it out, right? I don't know, man. Is it worth it? I'll hit up Epic. <laughs> I'll see what they say. You know what I mean? I don't know. Number three. <laughs> I have a, a couple of layoffs and restructurings for you. We'll start with Daybreak. This is uh, Bryant Ferrancis over at G Gama Sutra. Um, a Daybreak representative has confirmed to Gama Sutra that it has laid off multiple employees in a company realignment. The statement reads as follows. We are taking steps to improve our business and to support our long-term vision for the existing franchises and development of new games. This will include a re realignment of the company into separate franchise teams, which will allow us to highlight their exper expertise, better showcase the games they work on, and ultimately provide tailored experiences to our players. Unfortunately, some employees were impacted by this effort, and we're, going to, and we're doing what we can to support them during this challenging time. Several employees of San Diego-based Daybreak tweeted this evening that they had been laid off from the studio. Now former employee Alex Hoffman and former H1Z1 technical director Josh Kurgenhauser uh, posted tweets this afternoon that appeared to indicate multiple employees were let go from the company. Former H1Z1 developer Adam Clegg also appeared to confirm the layoffs. Posters on Reddit uh, appeared to indicate the layoffs hit Planetside 2 and Planetside Arena teams in particular. Daybreak has been plagued by numerous layoffs and financial woes in the last year, having previously laid off 70 employees in December 2018 and another batch of employees in August 2018. So again, obviously, thoughts out to all the people who are affected by this. Yeah, that's horrible. That sucks. Yeah. 70 
70 employees last year and then even we don't like we don't even know how many yeah, this time many. around but man that that blows i don't it's as usual right yeah. like i mean they doubled down on h1z1 and like granted if you remember h1z1 was early mm-hmm. to the whole like rust battle royale this is what we're doing open and i remember playing that and being like this is awesome i can't wait for it to come mm-hmm. to consoles and they just took forever yeah and in that time you saw PUBG, you saw fortnite you saw everything come out and just destroy mm-hmm. and so to try to get that market share back is so stuff it's tough let alone planet side which is another one of those games that's been going forever, right? I, I just did Jared's podcast where I talked about DC Universe Online, mm-hmm. another Daybreak game that is just going and going and going. Like, all of that's awesome, and I'm super excited that, you know, DC came to Switch, and it's, it seems to be doing really well, and they appear not to be affected by this, right? Because they're in yeah. Austin studio anyway. But it's also that thing of when I talked to, to Jared about DC, it's always that thing of you could see it happening. I could see at any point somebody being like, they're laying off a lot of teams, they're closing down DC Universe. Like, oh my God, of course, I can, I get it. I get the financials i get not bringing in new people planet sides in an even different ball of wax right because when do you hear anybody talk about planet side yeah we should hear people talk about dc universe online right it comes the switch is doing these different things i've never even heard of that game i don't know what you're talking <laughs> <laughs> it's like well it's like i don't know what honestly game is. if it wasn't for up at noon back in the day i probably wouldn't yeah. know much about it either but that's how they'd come through uh in similar news starbreeze who again we've c- covered all sorts of their trouble put out a statement talking about their profits and all these different things but one of the interesting notes of it was this as part of this reconstruction assets and personnel attributable to the core business have been transferred to two new companies new starbreeze publishing ab and new starbreeze studios ab ip rights make up the majority of the assets and have been transferred to new starbreeze publishing ab uh it is in new starbreeze publishing ab that the group's cash flows will be generated basically if i'm reading between the lines correctly on that and of course you all know i'm an idiot and didn't go to business school uh, i would say that new starbreeze publishing ab which is the one that's going to cash flow generate and where the game ip rights are going that probably is going to stick around whereas new starbreeze studios ab will be the one that goes bankrupt and gets the hell out of there now will any of this work who knows because they're saying uh they also had in this thing where they're projecting their profits over the next several years yeah they're saying uh Payday 3 is estimated to take place in 2022 or 2023. Which is, that has a, like a really dedicated community. That Payday yeah, series. but I just don't think you'll make it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and again, I, I want to be proven wrong, I, but I, I don't think we're going to get to 2022 and yeah, Starbreeze we'll, is still kicking. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, as this continues to go on. Uh, Cameron. I'm excited to see who will be standing in 2023, but that year's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Postal 4, no regrets and regrets. Uh, and over the top comedic first person shooter uh, and the next entry in Running with Scissors, classic and controversial franchise, enjoyed by millions. Rips. Steam, early access, a new one today. Golf 98 comes to PC. Carrot Connect, PC and Mac. That's a name. Yorg.io 3 on PC. The Quarry on PC. Detective Solitaire, Butler Story on PC and Mac. Tank Impact on PC. And Blood Runner on PC. New dates for you. You you forgot about uh, I Love Rubber Ducks. Brad Bigosi, you are now going to give Team uh, Kind of Funny for Extra Life $100. What? Yeah, <laughs> he, he asked me at some point in the show yeah. to uh, put into conversation, I love rubber ducks. Okay, and he you nailed went, it. And he said $100 to, uh, to oh, okay. any charity of my choice. So I was just like, cool, Team nice. Kind of Funny, Extra Life. Got Brad Bogosi. Thank you, Brad. I'm going you know, to look forward to you. Remember, Extra Life coming up November 2nd. Kindoffunny.com slash Extra Life. Uh, new dates for you. Roof Rage is on Switch. 
October 16th. Now, hold on, Kevin. Look at me. Roof. <laughs> Am I saying it right there? Roof rage? Yeah, yeah roof. Roof rage. Oh, wait, no, roof. No, roof. I yeah. say roof, right? But it's roof. The roof. I got to stop. Roof. The, yeah. roof. the roof. The roof is, roof on, is fire. on fire. Yeah. yeah. Not rough. Not no. rough. Roof. See, when you say rough, I understand it sounds weird. Yeah. When I say I'm on the roof, it doesn't sound weird to me. Yeah, it sounds weird. All right. Uh, Pokemon Go gets a Halloween event, too. It starts on Thursday, <laughs> October 17th. That is this Thursday. You so get play, ready to catch you them. Get in there? I might. They look pretty cute. They got some, you know, Pikachu's and costumes and whatnot. It's got, the, it's got the witch hat. Yeah. 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 I'm not lying, Kevin. You know I was big on that Pokemon Go for a while there. Don't you lie. I can open it up, get a jack-o'-lantern. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Brooklyn Inn. you spend a third of your life in the sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? Uh, when you go to sleep, sleep well on hotel quality sheets that don't cost an arm and a leg. Brooklyn Inn sheets were named winner of the best of online bedding category by good housekeeping. They have raving reviews from business insider apartment therapy and men's health. They have more than 35,000 five-star reviews, more than any other online betting company, and half a million happy, sleep, happy sleepers and counting. Right, Andy? Yeah, I use them. Do you use them? Yeah. You like them? Love them. Okay. Uh, these are luxury sheets, towels, bedding, and more without the luxury markup. Brooklyn was the first direct-to-consumer betting company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with consumers. Uh, no middlemen, just a great product and service. Uh, I, of course, love mine. You've heard me talk about them repeatedly. The ones with I take when I take a porty photo, he's on it usually. I went there, and I was able to mix and match, and it was simple to get, and I love them. Uh, Brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer to my listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES at Brooklyn.com. Brooklyn is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. Next sponsor is Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. You might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, or a hairy bear, but... It's what's under the costume that really matters. Now, a whole bunch of other people are hosting the show this week, so here's what I wrote, because I want to be the first person to say it, all right? <laughs> okay. Greg and Tim are using Manscaped, and they both look at each other they both looked at each other yesterday in the office and were like, looking good, man. <laughs> Don't be the hairy guy. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 2.0. Inside the perfect package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your pumpkins. You can create less mess by trimming in the shower. And of course, let's not forget about the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Uh, for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray as well. It's time to get clean and mean with this perfect package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the, co- pro, pro, the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Stay sexy this Halloween. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the pr- code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code GAMES. And the final sponsor of the day is Escape the Invasion. Ever wonder what you'd do if you find yourself in the middle of a post-apocalyptic world that has been ravaged by a deadly virus infected by aliens? Looking for a unique date or game night that 
date night or game night that gets uh, you off your devices and truly interacting with each other, then you've got to check out this game, Escape the Invasion. It's all about immersive experiences, and they just announced the launch of their new post-apocalyptic theme subscription box. From the makers of Hunt a Killer, which Jen and I subscribe to, uh, the popular true crime uh, mystery subscription game uh, comes Escape the Invasion, the sci-fi game where you are a survivor of, on a rapidly dying Earth after an alien invasion. Uh, you find refuge in a government bunker, but is it safer than the outside world? Can you trust your fellow survivors? You think you're safe now and you found refuge, but there is a council that creates and controls every aspect of life in the bunker. What will you choose, freedom or safety? With Escape the Invasion, you will receive bo a box of clues, physical items, and evidence each month. It's up to you to piece it all together, solve the mystery, and save humanity. Not everything is as it seems in this challenging game where you must decide who to trust. Your decision will determine the fate of your story, the bunker, and maybe even humanity itself. Uh, Escape the Invasion is a great way to get you off your phone and play with other people, so why not try it? Right now, our listeners can go to escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. That's escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. Escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames. Can you survive the alien apocalypse? Woo! <laughs> Have you ever played those games? No. Haunted Killer is cool. Okay. Like I haven't, I don't, we haven't played. I have not played Escape the Invasion. But you get the box, you open it up, and it's like a tabletop game. Oh, with okay. a Bottle of wine. It's great. Uh, doing okay. Writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, is it silly to upgrade to the PlayStation 4 Pro at this point? I recently got my first 4K TV with the same deal Greg used, and I'd love to play The Last of Us Part 2 in 4K. But it's hard to justify giving the impending PlayStation 5. Do you think The Last of Us will run well? Last of Us Part 2 will run well on an OG PS4. Uh, I would say no, unless you really, 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 really love The Last of Us uh, as a you know series, because there's prob uh, because there will probably be a you you think a Last of Us Part 2 themed PS4 Pro at launch? Oh, you you mean like the oh yeah, no, just like the it. themed PS4 Pro. Have they not announced that yet? For one no, of the they didn't want for Death Stranding recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. those come later. It's the yeah. we've seen the LE special edition and all that crap, but we haven't. Yeah, seen it the, I'm sure they that, definitely will. Yeah, because um, like I had a PS4 Pro, I had the white one, but then the Kingdom Hearts 3 one was announced. I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta get that. that. You're wearing so, the So yeah, uh, but and, you know, I'm gonna keep that forever. But if you're not, you know, that if you don't need that, like, then I would say no. Also. Like it's gonna be ported to PS5. There's gonna be a like well, it's a backwards compatible. Or you backwards compatible. Yeah. That, that's true. Uh, unless they do like update graphics, like kind of like a remaster type. Yeah, thing Yeah, I bet like, they drop a four or eight K texture yeah, pack bullshit I'm, like that. I'm sure they'll do something like that. So it's you know it's really up to you. I would probably lean towards no. I would say at this point, yeah. Why don't do it? Yeah. I mean that sucks because you have to go another year of not having it in 4K or whatever. But you also don't know what you're missing probably. Yeah. So that's fun. Also, I'm pretty sure that they said that they built the game to like specifically for the OG PS4, mm -hmm. not the like the Pro. So oh, like I mean there's okay. gonna be the in, the enhancements, but yeah, like yeah. um you know so it should run plenty well on PS4. Yeah, I'm not too worried about how it'll actually perform as much as I know you want to use your 4K TV. Yeah, and the way it'll look, I'll think it'll I'll think it'll look good. I think it'll look good. I say wait. Yeah. Get the PlayStation 5 at launch cuz that's how you just justify it, right? Yep. Well, there's the $300 I didn't spend or was it $400, $400 yeah, yeah, I didn't spend so now even if I just add an extra 100 to it for 500. How much do you think the, the I think PlayStation? it's going to be 500. Yeah. I think both systems 500. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Hmm. Um Cameron We've come to the part of the show where you tell us more about yourself. What's your favorite game of all time? Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Mix. Why? Why? Why do I... Oh, that's such a loaded question. Um, so... It really is, Greg. Hey, man. I'm not allowed to ask. <laughs> so on the more base level... On, on the more base level, I love... Uh, you know, I love Disney. You know, and it's like, oh, a game where you can go team up with Disney characters. Sure. And, you know, and... Um, 
the the gameplay i think especially in kingdom hearts 2 is like so solid like to this day like if you play kingdom hearts 2 to this day that game plays equally as well as it did like it still plays like butter like the gameplay is super fun and satisfying as sora evolves there's so much like variety in the things that you can do with the gameplay with it and like yeah it's like oh it's you know you mash x to win or across to win um but if you plan you don't, on, have, to, you don't have to do that um, you don't have to correct yourself yeah that. sorry <laughs> if you uh i do say x normally i do not say cross <laughs> and uh but when you plan harder difficulties, you can't just do that to win. You have to strategize. You have to like be more uh, tactical with how you execute um, attacks with enemies. And the story, uh, like the story, if you play all the games, the story's not as complicated as you think. That is like <laughs> I, I hate I hate when people say, "Oh, it doesn't make any sense." Like it makes sense. You just gotta play all the games, not just one, two, three. Do I have to play Birth by Sleep? Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, Birth by Sleep is great. It's the, I think it's the second best game in the series. Wow. So mm. yeah, really good. Um, so. Yeah, and then um, there are characters in that game that I just like really, um, really uh, resonate with that I can really relate to, and just uh, as someone who, because I was originally born like me and my mom are from England, I was born in England, oh. but we moved to uh, oh, Gavin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we moved to the states uh, like when I was a kid, so uh, when I was very young, so um, I didn't have a lot of family to be around outside sure. of my direct family, and this like game like taught me, you know your friends or your like your family you know like and to just be you know don't be rude to like i don't like have any reason to dislike you unless you give me a reason to sure. dislike you you know it's like it's really hard for me to like strongly dislike a person um and i think that kingdom hearts has helped me with that mentality so um i think it's a really uh, special series uh flaws and all um kingdom hearts 3 is not my game of the year this year wow it's not what uh, is uh the walking dead final season and I wow. And I was talking. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I heard your thoughts about that, and we can talk about that like off camera. Sure. But um, I see your criticisms with that that bit. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it doesn't matter because I think the main point of that moment and the game as a whole was showing the comparisons of Lee and Clementine sure. to Clementine and AJ. With yeah. Clementine being like this naive girl that has to adapt into this world, with AJ being born and raised into this world. And how he reacts to everything, especially because he's more like stub stubborn and upfront instead of Clementine, who was originally very innocent. Yeah. And how those two characters like translate to each other. Um, I thought the game was super powerful in that sense, and like um, the specific scenes, just like super powerful. And I think I didn't think any episode was really like at all like a waste of time. Like I always felt like what was you were doing was pushing the story forward. Sure. That's my personal game of the year. But honestly, I don't think this has been a very good year of games in general. Mummy. So, not a, and it's not that doesn't mean the games have been crap. It just no, means I, I like I was having a conversation with some. It's just like think about last year at this point, right? Mm -hmm. We were like Spider Man, God of War. There was like these games that were like you were like, and then we were all like Red Dead's coming too. Like we knew there was these AAA, these gigantic experiences, and maybe you know, even Obra Den, right? Like it wasn't yeah. AAA. Like you had these front runners where everybody was like, oh, no, it's this. You're crazy. It's this. Blah, blah. And this year is really like. Control, yeah, I've, I haven't played Control yet. Uh, I, I played Sekiro. Every, I think it's uh, good. Resident Evil Two. I played Resident Evil Two, and I like, I enjoy it. But it's, um, I played enough of it. It's like, yeah, this is like, this is a good game, but it's just not like a me game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm waiting for one to. With, I mean, for me with the game of the year, right? It's always when I would vote at IGN and when we make the argument here, I'm like, this is as good as gaming got in. 20 whatever or whatever yeah. year it is right yeah. so i'm still waiting for that game that i pop in and from start to finish i'm like this is incredible just give me more yeah see i just like found like 
I just went through a vast number of emotions um, throughout The Walking Dead, like partially just due to like decisions that characters made, like AJ at the end of episode one mm. and things like uh, that, on top of Clementine being one of my favorite char- video game characters ever, that like... It just, I think it meshed very well together. Did you play it all at once or did you do it as I, a game? I believe I played it all at once. Mm-hmm. I believe I did. Smart. Yeah, smart. I normally, with those games, I normally wait until they're mm-hmm. all out and then I go through. And I was really scared, like sad when uh, the Telltale Fallout happened. I was just sure. like, I need to know the end of Clementine's story. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yep. You could have given me 100 games to pick for your game of the year. I don't think I would have come up with Walking Dead Final Season. A lot of people I'm don't. Proudy. I'm yeah, proud of you. A lot of people don't. Uh, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You give me your name, username, platform, choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Ashen Rabs needs help on PlayStation. Or no, I'm sorry, on PC. Sorry, force of habit. PC. We're on Origin. Uh, the name there is SG underscore Rabs, R-A-B-S 72. SG underscore Rabs 72. Looking for people to play Apex Legends with. My work hours have changed and girlfriend works in the morning, so I pretty much can only play in the normal work hours of everyone else. Look for me being online from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. most days except Mondays and Fridays, which are my days off. If you want to play Apex Legends with Ashen, hit him up. PC. Origins. SG underscore Rabs 72. He didn't, he didn't say what time. Like what, what, what time zone? What time zone? Oh, rookie time mistake. Time rookie time mistake. Time. You know what I mean? A lot of people in Antarctica are going to hit him up now. Do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe put in your wrong or something for tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then you're wrong. We kept up with live today, so we're all fine on that. Which cool. means I get to run you through who's hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily this week. Tomorrow, Imran and Fran. Wednesday, Imran and Gary Witta. Thursday, Greg and Fran. Friday, Imran and Tim. The Kind of Funny Games cast is Thursday, the 16th at 2 p.m. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It is myself, Tim, Fran, and Imran. We will have many things to talk about. Yeah, a few different embargoes are up, I believe. Yes, yes, it'll work. We're in the season of embargoes now, where did, I've had to put them all in the calendar. Did any of you guys play uh, Indivisible? No. Oh, you should definitely play that game. Give me the pitch because I've seen it. It's from the Shantae people, right? Is it's it? from uh, Skullgirls. Skullgirls. Oh, team. Skullgirls. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So it's a uh, platformer action RPG. I reviewed the game. I gave it a nine point five. Um, it's basically a you know uh, platforming. Use uh, the weapons that you get throughout the game to extend the platforming, and you're basically this woman, uh, this young girl who's like part god, mm-hmm. and uh, she gets like these powers as it progresses. And the way that it translates with her relate like relationship with her friends in directly into her powers as the game progresses, um, there's a certain point where that starts happening. And it's, I thought it was like really like powerful storytelling really? in that sense. Um, and the platform, like the platform is super fun, super, uh, solid, satisfying. And the characters are very charismatic, very charming, like a lot of detail, a lot of unique gameplay aspects. Uh, I think it's definitely a game worth, uh, playing. It's on P- uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC, $40. It's coming to switch soon. So if you want to wait for switch, get on switch. Awesome. Cameron, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really use Instagram, but Twitter at, uh, the cinephile guy. Um, and I normally, that's where I normally post everything, like my unpopular opinions and all those things. <laughs> <laughs> You're unpopular I'm known for opinions. having unpopular opinions. Yeah. So. Here in the kind of funny community. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Did you have yeah, fun? it was great. Yeah, it was great. All right, great. Loved it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Questions, comments, concerns there. Watch it live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you're wrong. us at kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And of course, get it on demand, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe.
Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.